Hey everyone, welcome to the Water Lab Podcast, brought to you by Fortune Favours Beer. I'm James Marshall, and with it being the Mental Health Awareness Week in the Mitre 10 Cup this weekend, I knew the guests we just needed to get on. I know talking about mental health is not an easy thing to do, so I really do appreciate anyone who's willing to come on and talk about it. And my guest today has one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. It just blew me away the first time I heard it, and I'm really looking forward to diving into it a little bit deeper today. He's also had a great rugby career. He's played for North Otago, the Tasman Marco. He's had stints with the Hurricanes, the Crusaders, and the Blues, as well as representing New Zealand with the Heartland 15 and the New Zealand Maldives. It is, of course, the one and only Billy Guyton. Welcome, Bilbo. How are you? Yeah, good, Jimmy. Thanks, mate. Good to be on the show. Let's crack straight into it. You're, um, it was about two years ago where you did a Facebook Live story. Yeah, and I remember, I remember watching it in Japan. I was on... It was after a game, I was on the train home from a game and I remember scrolling through Facebook and I saw it pop up and I saw the time and it was like an hour 20. I was like, oh mate, oh, that's too long. There's no way I'll be able to watch that. And then sort of an hour 15 later, I'm standing outside my apartment watching the last five minutes before I go on and see the kids. I just, it just blew me away with um, what you're talking about and things that I thought I knew about you, but I just had no idea really. And um, it was just crazy, and I'm hoping to sh- get some of that story on the podcast. So, what what sort of made you do that Facebook Live, and what was all that about? Well, I guess you know there'd been a lot around not speaking out about much, and and I'd felt I'd been in in quite a, a hard place. Yeah. Um, and and had a few meetings with people, and sort of said that I wanted to say something. Yeah. Because I felt not enough is being said, and and it's a lot of being a lot of PC stuff, you know. So it's been. A lot of people have tried to overshadow it so it's not so grim or not like eye-opening. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd just speak from the heart and, and sometimes when you speak, you just speak, you know. So yeah. it was just coming and, and flowing. And so, yeah, it was, it was more about getting and getting a good message out there. And so hopefully others now, as we see, you know, there's more and more, as we see over the last few few years, which is happening, which yeah. is great for, for yeah. everyone. And, because it's a massive, massive part of society now, especially during COVID. I read a stat somewhere the other day that the numbers of people calling the youth health line has just skyrocketed. And yeah. when with people sharing stories like what you what you can share is just, I think, massive for um, some of these people if they can hear it. And hopefully through this podcast, people can hear that story and um, take something from it and maybe might help them with what they're going through. Yeah, for sure. It's got to be done you know you don't want to sit and hide and all the time because once you do that you're stuck in your own mind and once you're stuck in your own mind it's hard to come back out yeah and actually ask for help so before you get to those stages yeah you know you want to just get used to having conversations with people even tough conversations because those tough conversations are the ones that will get you through just about anything yeah well that's powerful stuff good start so let's take us back right to the start for you what was it like for you growing up and where did you grow up oh no it wasn't it wasn't too bad you know it was good Early on, growing up, um, got two younger sisters, so we grew up. Um, but been saying their dad wasn't around much. You know, he was a shearer, yeah, um, speed shearer as well. So he used to go away at Aussie and stuff, um, come around. So wouldn't get much to do with dad. Yeah. So a lot of disconnect there, and then sort of still never really had a good relationship with him, and and so and now I still really don't because I guess those bonds as a, as a child never got there. Yeah. So you never got to bring them through into adult life. So how often would you see him? Oh, I haven't seen him in about four years. Oh, true. You know, and I don't really talk to him because 
I just find it's not beneficial for my life and yeah it's a hard thing sometimes you know because you want that connection but sometimes at the end of the day too you gotta do what makes your body feel comfortable yeah and was that the same when you were young you just wouldn't see him for that sort of period for years yeah, uh still yeah still all the way growing up it'd be maybe you might have him home for a month or something like oh, that okay so you didn't get used to and, and then it felt like you know, an intimidating environment all the time. Dad used to drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it made it an intimidating environment. But, you know, those sort of things. You got used to being tough yeah. after a while because physical just it, it just shows bruises. That's all. It was more the emotional stuff, you know. The, yeah. The start, side like that growing up was yeah. quite tough. Oh, true. So did you get beating up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got hit for yeah. just about anything. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Even if my sister's done it, it was my fault. Oh, uh, true. Things like that. Oh, so really? I took a lot of things personally like that, eh? Like, why the hell am I getting back? It did, it gave me a bit of resilience too yeah. later on in life. So, the, out of out of adversity, there's always something that comes comes yeah. better for people sometimes, you know? Yeah, and what were you like as a kid? Um, I was pretty good, man. I loved, loved sport, loved playing a lot. Yeah. Um, I used to get fired up a little bit, eh? um, and there was just a lot of lot of family name too. You know, it had a bit of a name history. Oh yeah. Being quite tough people around town. Yeah. And you think as a kid, oh, you got to hold that up. And then when I was about twelve, I realised that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, and got made, you know, sit there and count to ten for ages, and things like that actually didn't really help because yeah. it just bottled it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so later on. Coming through rugby helped, um, mm-hmm. getting mental skills coaches and things like yeah. that, so you actually went to deal with things later on. Did you feel like rugby was a chance for you to get that aggression out? Yeah, mate, for sure. Um, it was the one time I learnt that you could hurt someone pretty much without... <laughs> and be rewarded. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. as long as you've done it in the right way. Yeah. Um, and once you did it in the right way and felt those right things, you felt pretty good too. Yeah. Because you're doing things good and you're contributing to a team and you're yeah. having fun with your mates as well. Yeah. Because you were always a really aggressive uh, player. I remember when you came to the Canes and like one of the first contact sessions, you were just into everyone, just smashing them. I was like, holy yeah, yeah here we go. Yeah, mate. I, I wanted to make a bit of a statement, eh? And, yeah. and just show that I was coming here for a reason. I wasn't coming around to, to mess around. And I think that's what KK sort of brought into me too. To, you know, sometimes you've got to be a bit, bit loose out there to to show people that you do mean business sometimes. Yeah, so KK was the first person to give you an opportunity? Yeah, mate. Um, he was the first one that believed in me. Yeah. Um, and he brought a, he brought a, a controlledness to my, a bit of, you know, my toughness after a while, took a few years, but yeah. he got there with me and um, started to play some, some half-decent rugby with control, a lot more control. And, yeah. And was it true that he picked you over Marty Banks and you weren't actually a halfback, were you? Yeah, mate, it was quite, quite crazy because I was sort of sitting there and I was going, well, I know Banksy's a better first five. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a first five. Yeah. I said. But you were playing first five, were you? Yeah, I was playing first five, second five. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. We're, Tasman were looking for a position like that. And I think they must have been, yeah. Uh, KK had seen me at school. Yeah. Through playing halfback. Was that, who was that for? Uh, Surely. Oh, surely. Surely boys, yeah. When I and then you moved up to Nelson College. Yeah, I went to Nelson College because I wanted to play in the midfield. Um, oh, true. <laughs> I just found, yeah, I thought halfback was boring for a while there. Yeah. Oh, true. Um, so, yeah, I was there fifth and sixth format, surely boys. Yeah. Got to come up here and I actually remember playing a game against you fellas and made a streaker. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, you were playing in that game. Yeah. Oh, cracker. On the front field. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hard case. That was one of my first introductions. Now, hey, this place is great. And you came back the next year. Yeah, a couple of years later, I'm back playing for the score. Hoping there might have been more of that. Was there any more? Was that it? Oh, actually, no, we got the final. We got um, me and old Jason Eaton was standing there in the Tasman versus. Hawks Bay final, and yeah, sure enough, there's another one coming. <laughs> and it was a, it was a female again. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what's going on up in this place. Though. It's classic. <laughs> it was great. So, um, what was your pathway like from Nelson College before you got that call from KK that you'd made Tasman? Um, I was, it was an interesting one, you know. It was, um, I had under twenty stuff. But I real oh, at the time I wasn't I wasn't ready, you know, I had yeah. things like that. Playing a bit of sevens, I enjoyed the sevens. So yeah. It was something different. It was a lot tougher. Mm. Like fitness wise and yeah. things like that. And then we were playing against we were quite new to that sevens scene then as well. Yeah. Um and we we're playing just a, a different pace that we weren't quite used to yeah. and, and sizes, as you remember, we had <laughs> quite a small team yeah. compared to others. But after a while I think the boys they sort of worked out how to play sevens and and, right, eh? and they come pretty well over the last few years. Yeah, that's some trophies. Right. And yeah, seconds. So, when did and you then, when did you think you were going to be a professional rugby player? Or was that ever the plan? Was that always the plan? Um, it was when I actually left Nelson to yeah. go back to North Togo. Oh, true. Um, that's why I went. I was like, man, I'm I'm missing something here. I know I am. Yeah. Um, so I had to. I rang my uncle and I said, right, I need to come round down home and find a, a different kind of work ethic. Yeah. Um, and just little things like that. So yeah, yeah I went down to my room and got in behind a, an old family friend who was also a rugby coach, played a lot of rep rugby around South Canterbury and even Canterbury. Oh, yeah. So how was your mind, uh, mental health and stuff during all, all of this period? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, you know. I still had a lot of confusion, um, especially around my old man and things like that. Yeah. So I wanted that connection, but I didn't know how to get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah... Most of the time it was pretty good, but you'd, I'd still have ups and downs though. Yeah. In Nomura, and I got a few quite bad head knocks as well. Oh, true. Which, um, there's That's one a... where I was out for about 18 weeks as well. 18 weeks? Oh, yeah, really? and that was, I was only about 21 there, and that's when I thought actually shit, rugby might be over. Oh, real. Um, and then I went and played a basketball tournament um, at the end of that sort of time, and my head actually come right due to the getting that fitness, but not doing it with the <laughs> impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so a couple of weeks later, I was back playing rugby for North Targo, which. And you made the Heartland 15. Heartland 15, yeah. What position were you then? <laughs> I made it on the right wing, mate. Did you? I must have been the world's <laughs> slowest winger. I reckon some of those wingers running backwards would have beat me out. It was awesome. You must have been doing something right, though. Did you play for North Otago on the wing? No, I no. played at fullback. Oh, did you? Um, but we had old, old mate Kahu Tamatea at fullback. Oh, yeah. So I got, that's where I got to meet the old mouldy wizard oh true that <laughs> so was good we uh had a good a bit of fun there yeah. um learned a few things off him and things like that and then he actually lived with me when we we come back to nelson oh yeah and that's when you made tasman yeah lucky enough well i actually went over to aussie first oh did you uh, yeah i was going to play over in australia and then old greggy rang me up and said a few boys are actually leaving after making the semi of the Oh, I might attend when they played target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, there's a few actual opportunities and they're going to look for club rugby players this year. Oh, yeah. 
And so you came back, played yeah, club rugby, back. gave it a real good crack. Yeah, mate. And made it. And made it, yeah. Uh, it was good. We had a good club season. Too. Yeah. Uh, me and Banksy pl- mixed around playing 10 and 12. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, the pure resilience probably did. That's what got me over the line over Banksy in the end. Yeah. Um, but it was it was great, you know, how it ended up working out. And, and he was there within a week or two. Oh, straight after. Yeah. So So like, how did you get to nine? Because you were signed as a 10, right? Yeah, 10, 12. Um, we, we had a pre-season game. Yeah. Uh, we were about to play Canterbury. And Swanee Paul hadn't come over from Australia yet. Oh, yeah. And Kay just got knocked out that day in the um, final. And so the next week, KK's like, right, we're going to halfbacks. Guyton, you remember how to play? <laughs> and rang sort of looking, are you sure? <laughs> and um, yeah, and so they chucked me in there. Um, and I, I was lucky enough, I read the game half well when I was playing there. Yeah. Um, so it sort of, it wasn't too too unfamiliar. It was just my passing wasn't that great off the deck. Yeah. Uh, I was like a bloody brown cow coming in for milking, you know, <laughs> taking my time. <laughs> so we, we sorted that out and I, I sped it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Still probably not as fast as I'd like to, but, you know, I, I got to do some pretty special things with some cool teams and, yeah, and meet yeah. some great people. You yeah, know? Shit, yeah. So yeah. you must have carved up that pre-season game to then go to go from being signed as a 10 to be the 9, playing 9 for the rest of the season. Oh, I know. It wasn't until the fifth game. Oh, was it not? Yeah, so Swanee come in um, and, you know, you get a crack when we were winning. Yeah. You know, but I don't know, KK must not have been convinced enough. And <laughs> we got to a training. It was quite interesting because I didn't train very well either. Yeah. Um, we were playing the bay and um, going, Cade goes in and old, poor old Cade gets pulled out and I get chucked in. And three passes later, I'm pulled out, <laughs> Cade's chucked back in. And then fucking old KK's standing at the end of the field scratching his head going, am I doing the right thing here? Um, and so we get to... Just after half time, and he goes, Right, okay. Vex, tell Guyton he's going on at half back. <laughs> Bill, you ready? <laughs> yeah, Vex. Well, Bill, you're going on at half back, that's it. <laughs> you better do it right. Just get there and pass the ball. Get there, pass the ball. Nothing yeah. else, pass the ball. Yeah. Don't worry. And you did it. And we did it, and then we got a turnover go Joe Joe Wheeler, and he kicked it to then go and Squid scored down the. Oh, down there. We couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, and we, we ended up winning the game, and that gave me the start the next week. So, oh, that's um, And then from there, yeah, I was lucky enough. It all started all the rest of the games and, and then made the Hurricanes. As I thought the Lama was... I didn't think it was a Lama for a while. Did he call you up? Yeah, he gave me a call just before the, the final. Oh, might have been the semi-final. How did that chat go? He goes, um, oh, Bill, you know, you've, you've come a long way this season. You've grown, and I've talked to Rang, and... You know that we love the competitiveness that we've heard about you, and, and um, we look forward to giving you an opportunity if you'd like it to come to the Hurricanes and and um, show yourself out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So I was very grateful and, and a bit stunned at the same time. I only played really five games there back in it. And, yeah. Um. But now it's a bloody good eye opener. Coming a little bit injured. I actually had shin splints when I come in. True. What was that from? Was that from your running? All the running you're doing? Um, yeah, that. And uh, I'd actually done it the week before the final. Oh, um, I was wearing shin pads for the final. Really? Yeah. If you look closely enough, I've got soft <laughs> shin pads on, and um, I got pulled off. After Does that 60. help with shin splints? Oh, I don't know. But it just stopped me from getting kicked. That all I knew. 
I was like, just don't let anyone hit these. I said, they're fucking sore. And then uh, about 58 minutes into the game, oh, my legs just stopped. I oh, said, right. Candice, I can't run. I said, oh, you better get me off. I said, I'm, I'm done. And then Swanee Paul was on and he actually bloody kept us the, the title and, and sent them to the corner. So. Oh, how good. So it was bloody good. So then what was like going into that Hurricanes environment? How how were you feeling? Um, I, was, I, I remember the first time I got in there, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm sitting in with, with certain people that yeah. you watched as a kid. Um, but it then, it was quite interesting because I've seen Jules, old Julian Severe, yeah. and, and me and him were in the 20s camp a little bit together. Oh, yeah, we yeah, both yeah. got kicked out at the same time. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember being um, out in the bush with him one night, and he's Bill, what, what are we actually supposed to do out here? And I was like, fuck. I don't know, right about what what we think we're good at and things like that and and so well, you know, we had a bit of a laugh about that. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. that sort of relaxed me once I realised he was in there again. Yeah, because one thing I remembered about you was you were always someone who would just say it how it is and mm. you wouldn't really hold back and it just looked like you came into that environment so comfortable. I remember one of the first meetings you told Colsey to sit up when he talks. Do you remember that? Yeah, mate. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, whoa, look at, look at Billy go. <laughs> He's just telling it how it is and and just looked like you were so comfortable in the environment from the get-go. Yeah, well, I just, you know, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be a part of it and, and you know, I've been in a lot of sports teams over the years, yeah. and I knew honest a lot of honesty was the easiest way to get to yeah. the fastest path, and I, I honestly couldn't hear him properly. <laughs> so I said, oh, sit up, I can't hear you oh, properly. Oh, mate, though. everyone was thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, me and Coles had a bloody good time after that. Eh? He's, he's like, you. you just say it how it is, mate. Yeah, he loved that. It was good, man. So how did you find the whole hurricane season, like, I remember in your um, Facebook, you talked about you had a pretty went through a pretty dark time when you had to call um, Theo. Theo, yeah, mate. You felt like you're about to do something silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh man, my ex at the time we, you know, we we're having a bit of a rough patch. And yeah. Was she living with you? Yeah, she was living with me, and then she left, and it was all it was, you know, it was the right thing for both of us. Yeah. But um, I was on my own then, and I was, yeah. you know, I was, we were in. Uh, I think the boys were over in Africa oh, yeah. early on in the season, um, and I was, it was a whole new thing, new city, never lived in the city before like that, yeah, um, new, yeah, new town, um, just a lot of shock really, Yeah. Um, so when Theo got back, got to go out and go hang out with him for a bit, and yeah. went to his house and, and had a good yarn about things, um, looked at a few perspectives and, and realised a few things that you can... Um, changing your mind yeah if you want to yeah it's cool and you know that insomnia is it insomnia what was it that we run all night what we... oh that's just well i don't know i yeah i know what you mean insomnia yeah where you can stay up late and yeah yeah and do anything so yeah. you've had you had that throughout your whole yeah i could career. i can do that and i still can do it can you yeah so i don't know why yeah why yeah. but I can still stay up if I need to yeah. and get things completed. I don't know. It just must be a mindset that I've, I've got, or just as you say, it's on there. It just keeps you going yeah. um, until you want to get the job done, or until you think that you've satisfied yourself. Yeah. That you're getting in the right place now. And you felt throughout your rugby career that that running was the thing that you felt like you needed to do because I remember hearing that you were like just out running. Yeah, You'd be mate. running from like twelve to three in the morning or something just yeah i just oh no just it was good relaxing too yeah just stress relief um didn't have to think while i was out there yeah it was a good way to drop things 
Um, and I've done a bit of study on the old sleep, and as long as you get your patterns quite similar and your your right hours in, yeah, um, it, it can not affect you as much. Yeah, but you've got to do it properly. You, know? you can't just go jumping into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I did. You know, I'd jump into sleeping, and then unsleeping patterns, and that's what actually would get the mental health side back in is the the rhythm of sleep. Whereas oh, sure. If I'd done it, you know, five hours sleep a day. Yeah constantly then my body would be a rock but because i went from three to eight to yeah, yeah. six to yeah. two you know all over the show all over the show and as we know balance is, is key yeah um so that was where you know being a young person not knowing those sort of things just wanting something sometimes yeah. as well. and you touched on it before when we went to that army camp like we had to meet at like eight o'clock or something at rugby league park yeah, and that's right. we had to work at an army camp till like I think it was like eight in the morning and everyone was just battling it yeah, except man. for you. <laughs> you were like just in the zone. I eh? was peaking, eh? yeah. I don't know why. Because um, you're yeah, used to it. <laughs> yeah, I just loved it. Eh? I just yeah. thought, this is awesome. This is my chance to show where I've got something a little bit different from, from other people. You know? Yeah. Um, if you want someone to almost go all the way with you, I'll, I'll do my best to, yeah. to come all the way. Yeah, because we had to carry like the big cans and stuff at like three in the morning, just trudging along yeah, the ground. The and I was like cans. so tired because I'm like routine sleep hard. Yeah. And, but as soon as it gets past my bedtime, I'm like tired as. Oh, you yeah, were mate. just like <laughs> buzzing. It was like, it was like, I was like, what? How do I get that? <laughs> yeah, mate. I remember old CJ, Corey Jane, he goes, I learned a lot about you this weekend, Bill. He goes, you know, you, you're just... You just want to get the job done. You, you're all whatever it takes to yeah. get it done. You know, um, if anyone needs a hand, you'll be there to, to push it through. Yeah, that's this thing, eh? So then, after your hurricanes season, was it was it the Blues who uh, came? Crusaders. Next? Crusaders came. Yeah, next. it was actually uh, Gordon Titch. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, um, but we just what we do we just lost the one of the finals. I think we were sitting there drinking and it was a Sunday morning. And, yeah. And Bryce Hain goes, oh, I've got a text message here for you. Oh, really? No, you don't. And he goes, yeah, it's Titch. <laughs> I said, oh, mate, it's, we're drinking. I said, <laughs> and he rings me up, hey, and um, I said, oh, right now, I'm, I'm not sure I'll have to get back to you in a day or two, so give me a day. And um, and then half an hour later, Toddy rings me and goes, oh, um, Andy's not coming back for so long, going to come here. And I thought, oh, sweet, that gets me out such <laughs> um, fitness, you know, because I'd heard a lot of stories, but I see that even if I did, you know, I would have, I would have still gone and, and given it yeah. everything and, and yeah. try and smash that. But it wasn't the game I wanted to be, in, you know. Yeah. And fifteens was the game, so I was half by looking for a little excuse to try and stay in the fifteens. It wasn't that I didn't want to play seven. Yeah, you were just more suited. Yeah, to I wasn't as you know, I wasn't game, yeah, yeah suited for the sevens. Because I didn't have that top end speed. Yeah, I could have run around for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, it's all about being able to accelerate through the line and, and finish off. Yeah. And sevens, because they're just about as fast as each other, every single one of them, even <laughs> yeah. those big boards, you know. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So then how was it going into the Crusaders environment? Yeah, it was a good day. That taught me a lot, a lot about myself. We didn't have the greatest season. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys were 2015, you know, there's... It's the whole World Cup year. We had a lot of guys in and out of the season yeah. coming in through and backwards and forth um, All Blacks camp. So maybe that unsettled a few things, but it yeah. definitely taught me um, how to be professional, like a true professional, mm. uh, how to study. Yeah. Um, 
I had old DC, so I was pretty lucky. He took me under a bit under his wing and oh, used to he? hang out a bit. That's cool, eh? Um, yeah, I even looked, up, looked after his house while he went to Aussie. Did uh, you? To <laughs> yeah, the lads. Um, the one thing I didn't do, though, was cut a silver beat like he wanted. <laughs> um, Kept the but, house in good nick, though? Yeah, mate. Uh, the cleaner helped me with that, so that was good. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, you know, it was great because I got to learn how to study the game properly, um, things to look for. Yeah. Um, just your mindset around training and how you challenge yourself and yeah. and what your beliefs are and even if you're not if you're not as good or the coach says you're not as good doesn't matter that you don't you've got to keep believing that you're better or yeah. you're going to be better yeah and did you get much of an opportunity on the field with them nah not not too much of an opportunity yeah um you know Mitch had been there for a couple of years and. <clears throat> Uh, we just lost Willie in the preseason too, and Andy broke his leg. Oh yeah. Um, and Andy wasn't coming back late, so you know there wasn't wasn't a great deal. I'd been around the team much. Yeah. Um, you know, still trying to fit in a little bit because, you know, I seen the Crusaders as as a team I didn't really like growing up, so it was, <laughs> it, was it was a little bit awkward for yeah. a start, you know, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, this team used to grow more gears than that, and now I'm here. <laughs> But you know, I was still like far. I got to learn a lot, eh? yeah. um, and and so once I got there and, and started to learn a few of the guys, yeah, I was just like I was at the Hurricanes, you know. And um, oh, I remember once we played the Hurricanes after a preseason, and he goes, "Oh, Owen would love you, wouldn't he?" Old Ben Franks goes, and he goes, "Owen would love someone like you around the team." Hey, piss them off, push them <laughs> over, knock them around. I said, yeah, mate, we've had a few pushes and shoves at training. Hey, you and Owen. Yeah, Can't mate, bloody hell. <laughs> and I even remember one game when I seen him, I was like, right, I'm going to wind him up, and I just went and pushed him straight away. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, though. I love those little battles. And then it was the following year at the Blue, so three, three, three years, years, three different teams. Yeah. So how was it going into the Blues? What was your, what was your mental state like, and um, what was the opportunity that really took you there? Um, mental state wasn't bad. Eh? Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I was excited. Had a young family on the way. Oh, true. Um, so, I was, so I was pretty excited with things happening and, yeah. and the opportunities that were rising. And we got another bloody uh, camp log we did against the Hurricanes. Oh, did you? So I got to put myself out there a bit again. <laughs> so it was good. Um, the one thing I didn't probably like was coming back from a in between the Maldi tour and... Um, the super season, no. Uh, there's, so was uh, it mid-season multi-tour? No, it was no. end of season. Oh, end of season multi-tour. Yeah, and oh, then we, yeah. we got our two weeks off and then had to come back into oh, yeah. super. And I was, I'd been training hard for six years, you know, six yeah. years straight. And then my body was starting to feel it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and come back into that blues camp. Not the perfect shape that they wanted, but, yeah. um, you know. Quite well, heavier? Or? Yeah. Must have been just. Um, oh, really? I played a lot heavier for Tasman. You know, skin folds were at a hundred once for Tasman. Oh, me, really? me and Jimmy Cann actually <laughs> both come and weighing a hundred kilos each and had skinnies at a hundred each. Um, it was it was quite a hard case <laughs> that we were both done that um, first years together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so did that, and I'd still got a reasonable time. You know, more more. What was it, Broncos? Bronco, then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I did a four. 438 oh, well. and I was told it wasn't fast enough and it wasn't uh, fit enough because my skinnies were at about 80 mils oh real who's telling you this 
oh, the trainer's Antana. Oh, really? What did so I was a bit gutted. You did know? he call you into his office? Yeah, and so I had to sit on the bike for four, uh, for the rest of the camp every day. Really? And, and pedal out Ks and Ks and Ks just because I was um, behind where the expectations were of where I should be. Yeah. And I said, mate, it'd take me three days to get back to where you want me to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that happened, and uh, we, we had to go to Bestel's Beach. And, uh, yeah, we had to do these down-ups. It was quite, it was bloody tough. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I still should have got through it, but I, I couldn't quite. And I So got what was it, hill sprints? Yeah, sand dune sprints. Oh, sand dune sprints. Oh, and I just um, pedaled out 40k on the watt bike. That morning? And, uh, 43 minutes, yeah, about an hour before. Oh, wow. Um, got up there and got to Bethel's Beach, and then my legs, literally, they just shut down on me. Yeah. Um, and for him to tell me that, you know, I wasn't tough enough or mentally strong enough, is that what he said at the beach? Yeah, oh, it, it, yeah. it actually really got to me. Yeah. Um, and and then I just I fully stopped liking him after that. I, yeah. And it was it was really tough. Um, I don't think he realised that he had lost a player. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Because that's um, sort of what you prided yourself yeah, on, wasn't it? Was yeah. work ethic and, and Being trying tough, to get the yeah. job done, and to be told that you're not pulling your way to doing it hard enough. I was thinking, well, you weren't sitting on that watt bike with me. Yeah. And did he know you are on the watt bike? Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, he was yeah. watching me because I <laughs> watched the whole training. And oh, sure. Me and old Rene Ranger, but Rene was injured anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that, um, got through there, and then even during the season, my body started to shut down a little bit after that because the stress and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, got to one training, and we were doing it, and I couldn't even hold on to someone. Yeah. My hands had just lost all strength. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't even walk after a wee bit. Far it was out. quite tough um, getting tests and things like that. So That's crazy. A lot of stress was going through my mind then. Yeah. Um, and I was just investing in property too, so yeah, yeah. I, I was bloody... I was throwing myself right in under the bus at yeah. the same time. Yeah. But, you know, I learned a lot become... You know, so it was tough. So how did you get through that mentally? <clears throat> oh, I didn't really, you yeah. know. I, I just... I held it in and... I'd go and see the doctor and, you know, he'd, he'd give you confidence that guys have got through things like this before. So yeah. there are the boys, you know, who will say that have been through mental health stuff and, and they've made it through the season and yeah. and it's just about finding what, what's right for you. So Is this when you were having suicidal thoughts and things? No, I wasn't having so much suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Then, you know, I was just sort of really, really stressed really out, wondering what, you know, I felt like family life was going a bit wrong at home and yeah. I felt... Shit, I'm not. I'm not doing the right things for the rugby coaches. Apparently, and, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm working pretty hard. But yeah, and had your daughter been born by? Yeah, then? yeah, she's oh. she's she's about one now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this was the second year um, into the career with the Blues. Yeah. Um, so I'd played a lot of the season before, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you got season. heaps of game time, eh? Yeah, and then come back and obviously that whole preseason and just done whatever had done in the coach's mind and. Yeah. Also, you know, I was fighting every week, you know, I was training hard, I was, yeah. I was trying to break the line at training, doing things like that, getting the team ready, Yeah. like helping guys out, you know, it wasn't going individual, I was just trying to push that more and more Yeah. to show that, you know, I love the team stuff. And yeah. I'm also here for myself when I'm here for this in the first place, you know, and I was always trying to be like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that would, that would stress me out because I was like, oh, I'm fighting for this, I'm fighting for yeah. this. But people, you know, you can see it, and it's funny, because I do it as a coach every now and then, you're like, I'm coach now, and I'm like, why is that guy not doing that? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, you'll like that a little bit, so (laughs) just 
just have a yarn to him now. So yeah. I'm more about you know talking and finding actually finding out if you're good and and if there's nothing actually wrong with him. Yeah. Why you been a shit bag? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, so yeah. So just, was that your last year with the Blues? Yeah, last year with the Blues, um, and then come back to Tasman. We had our season, and I got knocked out in the third last game against Counties. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but I remember going down the sideline, hitting my head. And just being like, whoa, and then jumped up, and I went to run to the ruck, and it was real tough, like real tough to run there. Real. Yeah, and Shana goes after the game, he's like, man, did you see the way you were running to that ruck? I was like, no, but I felt it, bro. I was like, I, I could have, uh, my, leg, my legs only just held me up. Yeah. And then, like, I must have got fully conscious back again. Yeah, and kept playing. And carried on, because there's there only about a minute left of the game, you know. Yeah. And then they scored in the... I hit my head again. Oh, real? Yeah, and so that knock. yeah, the old double knock, um, not a not, not a good thing. So I don't recommend anything like that. And and so then I had to sit out the semi final. Oh, luck, and I was I was very grateful that we won that. But then um, sort of jumped into the final, you know, and I probably shouldn't have played. Who was this against? Canterbury oh, yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, you know, but what were you still having symptoms? Yeah, a little bit. Not not really, you know, and then... What's you, not really? <laughs> well, you know, you get a bit dizzy-ish and you're like, oh, yeah, it must be just a bit tired or whatever. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right, I'll be right, one of those things. But, yeah, looking back at it, I would I shouldn't have played, but, yeah. you know, you're in that moment, you're you're coming up to a final, you've never you've never beaten Canterbury. Um, you think they're a pack of wankers. <laughs> <laughs> just... You know, and then that's a rugby relationship. It's not them as yeah, people. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's you, you know, you want to beat the top. And so yeah. that, that was the mindset, you know. I just wanted to go and beat the top and, and make sure I was there with the boys. Yeah. Because um, I felt, you know, I was a leader at the time. Um, we had a young young halfback who's doing bloody well now. Um, but he was still he was still raw then, and I know he needed a bit of support yeah. in, that, in that game. But, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't get the result. Um, but I took another knock in that game. Did you? Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I had to sit out for about... How bad was this one? What, yeah, they were, well, what the hard happened? thing was, you know, it was the last game and we never moved anywhere. Oh, yeah. I wasn't signed after that. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking in Japan, so I was having a lot of meetings. Um, I remember I drove down to Christchurch for a training run with these Japanese coaches. Oh, real. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Agents like, drive, jump in the car and drive across, it's right out, you're going to meet the coaches. They want you to do some skills. So I met them at uh, a Shirley Rugby Club. Yeah. Literally threw 20 passes and kicked 15 box kicks and a galing wind. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was that. That was it, literally. And, <laughs> and then they drove back. No. <laughs> oh, they didn't say no. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So I drove back to Nelson and, and then I was about, um, we got through into the club season, started club season. And we were the second game in, and that same team were like, right, we want to fly you over to oh, you Japan. Oh, you Yeah, so I must have done all right in the four mile, five hour drive and um, my 30 odd passes and my couple of vodkas. <laughs> and then that game, I literally got knocked out that game, uh, that I, the next game I played. Oh, wow. So I couldn't get on the plane. Yeah. And then from there, the symptoms, they'd never, they never went away. Eh? Yeah. Uh, so there's about six months of just headaches and dizziness. Tried to come back for the Tasman season. Yeah. 
um, and yeah, got through, got some good training in, I was getting really fit, yeah. um, could still lift weights, and then I hit a tackle bag, and then I was just back to square one again, and it was just, yeah, so it was just purely the whole That's crazy, vibration yeah. of yeah. The, the body, the impacts. Yeah, did you feel through those concussions that they were getting, they were smaller incidents that was making... Yeah, mate. There was a big, there was a weird thing, that's what I said, hey, I said, sometimes any contact I'd go into, it was like I'd come out with a head knocked yeah. and you're like, what the hell, yeah. why is this happening, you yeah. know, I'm just going in to carry a ball, and you're coming out like seeing half past stars, you're yeah. going, hey, what's going on yeah. here, mate? But did you feel like you had recovered going into the games, or not really? Yeah, no, you do, eh? Yeah. For a long time, I thought I was, I had an ear infection as well. Oh, yeah. And I said... Because me and my coaches, were like, I was like, man, I've got this real sore ear. Um, I've always got, it was like I always had a cold. Yeah. Um, and I just felt energy depleting like real fast. Yeah. I said, man, I'm fit. I said, I don't know what's going on. I said, but I've got this real bad earache. Um, and then we worked out that it was my balance. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was actually the inner ear balance was out and I had too many white dots in one ear and not enough in the other. Oh. And so that's what was carrying on Far out. part of that. Um, so you had that while you were recovering from a head knock? Yeah, so, oh, sure. and I was still playing a little bit. Cause, and that was probably because I hadn't, after that Canterbury game, I hadn't gone and, and seen the doctor to make sure I was right. I'd done all the right things, yeah. but I hadn't been kept che- getting checked up because I thought, oh, well, I'm going to rest for about three months here. Yeah. So my body's going to be all good. Yeah. And so I was doing building and things like that, building fences for... Yeah. mates and still training um, and having yeah crazy eh? and what was your relationship with um prescription with the pills and um alcohol meds. throughout your rugby career um yeah see there was one time you know one one year i don't know i think it was around the prescription meds and took a few and i was you know you you can feel you get addicted to especially things like tramadols and things like yeah, that yeah yeah um, codeine. Um, a lot of boys relied on sleepers. I I used them for a little bit, but then it just gave me you know that horrible taste in your mouth. And yeah. um, I had one time where I took a few sleepers and a few tramadols, and I was like, shit, I've got to go do something in the car. And went for a drive, and I was just like, far, just like spaced out. Holy. Come back home, and like I don't, I didn't even remember um, coming back home from where I'd gone. Where were you then? Where were you then, sir? Oh, I was at Nelson. Oh, were you? Yeah, oh, yeah, true. yeah. I was living in Muratai Street. Yeah. With a few of the boys. And I come back and apparently I crawled up the stairs. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I don't really remember it. And then, and I've never taken them ever since, since. after that, day eh, Because wow. I was just like, the hell are these things actually doing to yeah. your body and what are they doing to my mind? Yeah. And it just, it took, made me like a zombie. Yeah. Um, That's having, crazy, eh? Yeah, man. So, yeah, I haven't tried sleeping pills or... Um, tramadol since <laughs> since that day. Um, so I, yeah, I fully don't don't believe them. I, yeah, I would smoke a little bit of marijuana just for pain and things like that. Yeah, um, headaches. Yeah. Um, so been looking into more the pre- medical side of it. So yeah, prescription side where you can bring just certain things. Were down. you doing that throughout your rugby career? Um, no, nah, not really. You know, yeah. I did a little bit of, towards the end because um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually did, uh, to be honest, and and it was purely around because I needed to sleep. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep on Saturdays after a game. Yeah. Um, I was getting stressed out. I wasn't doing it during the week. It was just purely after a game, just so I could literally get to sleep. Yeah. Um, so, 
Far out. It's crazy, eh? Yeah. So how did you find your um, transition from the re- retirement from head knocks to into, to n- into normal life? Yeah. Oh, it was a struggle. Yeah. It was a, it was a big struggle, you know, because you'd gone from doing something that you love so much um, and your body still felt physically that you could compete just, yeah. just as easy, you know, and I'm running around there and then I go into club coaching and I'm, mate, I could come out there and, you know, <laughs> I just want to tackle you to show you how it's done. Because, you know, a lot of young guys these days, they're, they're getting on pedestals a little bit quick, quicker than, than what used to happen, you know, and that's fair enough. Some of them are pretty bloody good, man. Yeah. Um, but there's still, you know, you want to go out and earn that little bit of respect as well, you know, because that's what makes the team faster yeah. is, is having that respect from both ways, you know, and, and one guy I believe is, is an ultimate champion is Will Jordan. Yeah. You know, he, he come in, um, he didn't he didn't try and be too big, you know, he come in straight away and he just worked hard. Yeah. And you could see from day one, him and Dave Harvilli, I think, were the two people I've, I've seen come into a team and go, they're going to be all blacks from day one. And I was like, yeah. I told my ex-missus about Dave the first time, eh? and she, she just thought, how can you tell what someone I said? <laughs> He's just got that switch in his head, you yeah. know, he, he just wants it and he, he loves it so much. Yeah, he's know. the man, eh? Oh man, I've never seen a competitor like it, eh? Yeah. What a kid, what a champion. Um, and then, yeah, Will Jordan was real similar, man. Come and had a great bunch of skill. Probably could have been a great cricketer too. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he could have been. I think that was his, probably his first choice. Was it? If, it, if he could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, what a, what an athlete, eh? Just the person that coming in and just earned respect straight away. You know, he didn't, he didn't ask for it. He, yeah. He earned it and he fought for it. Yeah. So your journey from to get to where you are, so how, how did it go? Oh, you know, you, I went through a real rough patch first up. Um, was that when you were still suffering with your head? Yeah, so real rough. Um, that's when I was contemplating suicide. Oh, really? Like that, you know, suicidal thoughts. How close did you get? Oh, pretty close, mate. Um, but it was a, it was a more a, a moment thing, you know. A, a lot of a lot of build up, you know. There's a lot of stress, but it was it was sort of just a a one day where it was just like, wow, that this is just too much, you know. People aren't actually listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they, they think they're hearing what I'm saying. And you just get over trying to explain yourself sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and then it was just a, literally a spur of the moment. You're like, far, I've had enough. Um, yeah. And then I got there. What, and I was, I was sitting get? in a tree, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a rope above tied up. And I, and I, all far I could right. see was my daughter's face, eh? Hey? Yeah. And that's what. In, you, in your mind, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And I just couldn't do it. Um, I just. So I must, yeah, I must not have quite flicked that switch that you needed to to, to go over the line. Man, that's but it was, crazy. it was really, really close to just, and definitely have a thought like that it was. It was scary, you know. After yeah. a while, yeah, um, you break down and and you're really upset because yeah, you think, yeah. it could have all been gone just like that, and yeah. you never know. You would have missed so much, you know. So it was, it was yeah, a real experience. That's that, crazy. So then you what? Get down from that tree, hop in your car. Yeah, go for a drive up and ring um my counsellor, and I said, right, you need to come get me, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm not in a good place. Had enough. Yeah. I said, I'm, oh fuck, I seriously feel like gone. I said, I don't want to. Because yeah. I said, I know these things in my mind that are telling me I don't want to. Yeah. So, yeah, police come up. It was good, you know, and, and they needed, needed so it's not what they want to come up for, but yeah. I needed that time and it was good. Far out. And then the journey to go from that moment to get to back to where you are now, 
what's the steps there? Oh, long steps, mate. Um, a lot of a lot of doubt, questioning yourself, um, understanding a lot of things, um, getting things wrong yeah. again. You know, you're going to get things wrong over and over. It's just being able to push through those things that you get wrong and working with the people around you. Yeah, you know that are supporting you. Because man, I've tore some strips off off my close family members sometimes. Though. Yeah. Some big strips, um, but I've had to, you know, a lot of a lot of apologies and and a lot of helping each other understand each other as well. Yeah. On the progression and and the feelings and the emotions that are going around. Yeah. Jeez. Powerful stuff, eh? Oh yeah, it just yeah it does. It gets hard on everyone. It's not just you. It's the people close to you as well that mm. you've got to be. You've got to try and think about as much as possible, you know, when yeah. you're in the states. Because when you are in those states, it, you're just thinking, or you're not even thinking, you know, you're just actually reacting to what you think yeah. is going on right now, yeah. and that might not even be the case. Yeah. And ha- how old's your daughter now, and what's your relationship with her? Ah, uh, she's four and uh, turns five in February, and she's oh, cool. she's going to be on her way after going to pick her up from preschool today. Oh, awesome! Now we've got a great relationship. Actually, loves a lot of things we do teaching her to swim we're going uh she wants to learn how to snowboard oh sure oh, so awesome. we'll think about doing something like that um, oh that's cool maybe get into a little bit of rugby we'll wait and see yeah 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 teach you how to um, do it properly and, and <laughs> not tackle with your head like that <laughs> is, is she mad like you or yeah mate she is eh? it's, it's, it's good eh? she's got a lot of personality um, yeah i've got a lot of friends that have seen her downtown every now and then and they said She's walking with her mother and her mother's friends and their friends, and here's Yuri running around everyone, and everyone else is walking normally, and she's running through everyone and, and going, "Come on, let's go do this." So, yeah, that she's got a bit of you for sure. Yeah, has fallen far from the tree that one. <laughs> oh, classic! And now you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you're doing a bit of coaching now. How have you found that? Yeah, mate. Um, coaching, I. It's been great, eh? Uh, a lot of learnings, a um, lot of failures to get it right. Um, had coached my old club team last year, yeah, and we had a I had a lot of good learnings from it, eh? Yeah, uh, knowing it it can be difficult to coach your mates, um, especially at the club level, and you've come from a professional environment, yeah, because you know the extra it takes, and they think they almost think they're doing enough to go further and then when you go well hold on you can do this and they get a bit grumpy at you about oh, it and you're yeah. like man I'm literally trying to help I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I'm not bagging you or anything yeah. And, and yeah you, you can cross cross wires without even meaning to you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was a big learning curve on how can I deal with mate so I found it was just easier to go to a whole new new team where they were younger um, and needed it a little bit more you know I felt Wyoming were we're good and they were solid. Yeah. Also, and um, I wanted more of a more of a lead role as well, because I truly believed um, that I had a lot to give. Yeah. Around the structure and and the style of training and the the change of trainings, you know. So yeah. we tried to change the style of training, get away from the whole forwards versus backs training, and move it to more game specific stuff. Yeah. Um, and and that was and that's hard for a lot of coaches to comprehend coming from club rugby because they're not used to it, you know, and they haven't seen that. That style of training and how much growth it can bring people. Yeah. Um, and as we know, game understanding, learning. Once you're in that environment, we want people to play instead of be robotic yeah, out there. Yeah. And so that's what I was trying to just empower was that whole 
what he's saying oh yeah cool that and if you get it wrong we'll, we'll fix it later on don't worry about it during the game yeah and you're doing the tasman women's team yeah, mate, so at the moment, so we're doing tasman woman um, cool. great challenge yeah you know there's there's a lot of people with a lot of passion um for the game women's game and even the women involved you know they might not be doing great at the moment yeah but the they're getting there, they're getting new skills, that they're learning new training habits that they're not used to. Quite a young team. Yeah. Um, spread out, you know, we've got Buller, West Coast, Tasman, well, Nelson Basin, yeah. and Blenheim. So yeah. we've got a good good mix there. Um, young, quite young, and, and then old, you know, there's not too much in the middle. Yeah. Um, so it reminds me of the early days of Tasman, you know, you've got the young academy guys coming through, and then you've got a couple of the older heads they yeah. are trying to lead the way yeah um and it's a bit of headbutting at the moment between <laughs> the two the two you know the young and the old yeah um but and just learning professionalism you know just growing into that next that next level yeah whereas you know club rugby in the women's game and nelson isn't isn't strong you know um so how do we pick that up and that's i'll say that's a whiteboard session and in a few year plan mm. um, to get that up to speed and get around, get those coaches up to speed, and, and try and give them new drills. Yeah. So they can then proceed and, and progress with us um, instead of working against each yeah. other too much. Yeah. Um. So no, there's a lot to lot to do, and a lot of opportunities out there if we want them. Yeah. Um. So it's been cool, way eh, learning about myself as a coach. I bet. Yeah. And, it, and it's grown me more as a person. You know, you you do you get a lot more understanding for everything, as you said. You know. Um, you would have got a, a good perspective about me afterwards after talk hearing a few things and and you get a few I get a lot of good perspectives out of a lot of different people a lot of cultures um, a lot of different upbringings yeah. um, how the how their thought is and and trying to adapt their thought patterns a little bit to yeah more of a team thought pattern yeah oh good stuff you're doing good things good to hear eh trying to let uh, as always, we've gone to the Instagram page for a few questions, and we've got a few for you here. First question. Um, any advice for someone who's going through a difficult stage in their life? Yeah. Um, if you are going through a difficult stage, I would say find small tasks. Yeah. Small tasks that you can complete, you know, that make you feel good. Um, whether it's, it's writing a few notes about something, getting the dishes done, yeah, making your bed, you know, little starts, little steps that get your confidence going, hey, I can do these things. Yeah. Taking that self-doubt away from, you know, people, probably releasing negative people out of your life as hard as it is. Yeah. Um, sometimes those negative people don't quite help. But finding your true mates, you know, the ones that you can talk to and have a good yarn to. Yeah. Um, or even if you don't want to have a yarn, just going out and doing things that you used to enjoy as a kid, whether it's skateboarding or, yeah, you know, doing just little things, climbing trees, get, yeah. your, get your excitement back. Just the, the little things that are for free, you know, because yeah, they're the ones that you can't, you know, you can't replicate those emotions. Yeah, I remember you saying um, you're, you're comfortable to just dance down the street these days, like you just don't yeah, care what people think, and I, I love that mindset. How did you learn that? Or um, 
Okay, so uh, I was listening to an Indian an Indian fella on a guru, yeah. you know, and he said you sometimes you just got to dance to put yourself out there or, or sing. Or, yeah. I thought, well, I can't sing and I can't really dance. <laughs> I tried a couple of TikToks last week with uh, the you? old girls and that was quite a hard case. I've never even seen a TikTok before <laughs> the weekend um, and, and did a bit of that, you know. And so I do cartwheels around training and things like that just to yeah. sort of loosen up and let things go and, and yeah. realise oh this is just me being me and having having a bit of fun every now and then yeah um it lets me express myself and and not worry what other people are thinking yeah so sometimes i'm trying to do it just to keep building that confidence because yeah with coaching you know you you've got to be reasonably confident in what you're presenting and things like that and you've also got to be a bit of yourself yeah because uh, it allows people around you to be themselves a bit more too yeah for sure, how good. Next question, what game was the highlight of your rugby career? Mm, um, I remember you scoring two tries <laughs> off the bench in the final. That yeah, was, mate. That if we got another kickoff, I would have loved to have a go at that. Eh? <laughs> yeah. That would have been a very interesting... <laughs> that would have been heartbreak. <laughs> oh, it would have been interesting to see whatever way it would take, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but no, that was, a, that was a pretty memorable game. Um, probably... Though there was, it would have been um, my first start for Tasman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were against Northland, oh, yeah. and so it was a bit of a bit of home, going back up home from where Granddad was from. Yeah, um, up there and, and getting to start in that game. And then um, me old mate Banksy scored every single point of the game. Did he? Was outstanding. Were you nineteen combo? Yeah, nineteen combo oh, first true. game, and and I think what made it so rememberable was that I actually made one of the. Most crucial mistakes a half back shouldn't make, <laughs> and that's quick tap and drop the ball. And the worst thing was, mine was five metres under our defensive goalpost. Oh no, <laughs> KK wouldn't have been buying that, no. <laughs> no, he goes, I like the intent, what a shit execution. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I liked about KK. He you know, was straight he, up. He was straight up. He might have said a few of the wrong things trying to get boys to mindset differently but yeah yeah and then so a lot of people had a bit of you know a bit of hard time with KK some point yeah yeah um if you didn't know how to take him then you either love him or hate him yeah 100% 100%, 100%. Yeah. um but no he was good like that yeah he was a good man I enjoyed him uh next question how did you find the New Zealand Maldives um I thought it was awesome you know um I was underprepared yeah um, I think I said that when we first caught up you know I was I was, I was underprepared you know, I come from a final um, I was probably more relieved to make it one, um, and then I didn't take my opportunity enough when I got there. Um, we'd had a long season, my first season of full Super Rugby, my first, I was playing a lot for Tasman um, at that stage of the career, and, and I hadn't recovered, you know, probably as good as I could have during the season, so when yeah. I got there I was tired. Um, we were learning Māori too, and I'd never learnt Māori. Yeah. Um, so it was a big, big mind open, like, oh, I've got to learn these whole new words and saying them right. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, then, you know, you're disrespecting your own culture. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you and know. Learning the calls as well. Yeah. And there's a big thing, um, learning a whole heap of new people. Yeah. New system. Like, we obviously, we played against each other and, and I was pretty mates with most of them because I crossed a few teams but then I've been in three super teams you know so I played just about with all of them anyway yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, and if I hadn't played with them, I'd definitely played against them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was there was a a big learning curve. Eh? So was it was it prepared? Um, yeah, I could have put in a little bit more time, you know. And, and that was what it was. It was just you know making sacrifices when you're away with those teams. Yeah. How good. Um, last question. This one's from Maddie Proctor. How did you learn to piss so quick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it's, uh, you're born with those sort of things, mate. There's some things you can't train, they're just natural. With it. it just comes to me, Matty. You know it, mate. <laughs> the boys used to love it, eh? Because you could pee, like, what, five, ten metres, yeah, eh? Mate. Easily over a rugby post, over oh, a bus. I remember <laughs> sitting in the urinal the first time with um, at the Hurricanes, and the lads were over and... <laughs> In Africa, yeah. me, Maddie, and old Brad Shields. Uh, I think old Reggie Goods was there. <laughs> All the roosters. Yeah, old Gibbo. <laughs> yeah, there's a oh, even Abo. I think was still there. Yeah, there's some lads, and um, we're sitting in the urinal, and we're standing there, and I was like, "Fuck, boys, I can, I can actually piss quite a long way." Like, what? Well, <laughs> so I stood in the toilet, and we went right across the whole toilet, <laughs> and hit the urinal on the far side, eh? and they just come out. Oh, wow, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, then I did it at the Crusaders too as my party trip. <laughs> We've always loved it. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. You're, you're born, just born with, with it. Yeah, mate, born um, with it. Unbelievable. And you pack it up on the way, you're like, shit, I didn't even know I had <laughs> Just thought it was normal. Yeah, mate. Oh, what a gift. And what a lad. Oh, anyway, that probably wraps it up for the potty. Uh, Really appreciate you coming on, Billy. Um, you got one hell of a story, like I said at the start, and just getting you to share that for people and for people to hear that or anyone going through a similar time, I think it helps. And like you said, there's no point bottling all this in. It's um, I think it's really important to share it if you've yeah. got stories like this. So, yeah, really appreciate you coming on and giving up your time. I know you're a busy man, and, um, yeah, really appreciate it. Hey, no worries, Jim. Thanks for having me and, and uh, chucking me in on what a lad. Hey, you're all good. Hey, thanks, mate. <laughs>